2: What? What? I, you, you I, you, you I go hard, to you
3: cause me. hey y'all. Hope you guys are doing good. Happy Friday! Happy new month. It's the month of July, honey. You know this is my birthday month. Waiting for Leo season. I hope you guys are doing good. Let me make sure my screens are together. Give me just a second to mute this. Okay, got that muted. All right. What's up, Lexi? I see a lot of people in the house. Hey, you guys, I hope you guys are doing good. It's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. Um, I have been keeping up the content. Um, just thank you guys for y'all support. You know, I've been going through a lot these past few weeks you know, with having to find a place to stay, everything going on with the house, it's just been very stressful for me. Um, so I just thank you guys for y'all being patient, letting me not make content for two weeks on YouTube, I just figured out, you know, a place for people here. Oh my God, is Siri talking in the background? Oh, my iPad, I don't ever use my iPad except for the green room and it's talking. But, um, so it's been a lot going on. Um, I wanna thank you guys for just supporting the Green Room Chat. I wanna thank everybody who called in the other day when we did the Bill Cosby Show. That was awesome. Um, I wanna thank Spotify for just really looking out for me and supporting my brand. As most of you guys know, I don't make YouTube videos like that anymore. I'm not interested in doing it because literally everything I do on here gets demonetized. Even my last live stream was demonetized. So the only thing I do on here now is just do my live videos once or twice a week and the rest is podcast. So thank you all who have just supported my podcast and now we're venturing on to other things and they wanted me to help, um, you know, start the green room, which is like an offset of Clubhouse, but better, you know what I mean? So we're going to have more topics, more call-in shows um, and the difference, I really like it because everybody was just respectful regardless if you agree or disagree the vibe was cool it was nice to hear from so many different people from so many different walks of life but that's just is a testimony to the people who follow me you know what i'm saying and i create a certain environment where you know we're free to discuss and we can agree to disagree and i just i really appreciate that so thank you to everybody who came through and who's just been supporting me moving over to podcasting now um it's a lot of things going on in the sports industry, this is probably going to be more or less a sports video because I have a lot of stuff to say, not only about the Olympics but also um, the N. Uh, the N, uh, I keep wanting to say the NAACP. I don't know why. The NCAA. Um, I got to talk about them, their new ruling because I've been talking about that for the past few years. But um, yeah, so we got a lot to get through. Let me go ahead here. Let me read some of these super chats real quick. TJ Sam 5 says, T, just showing you love as always, giving you your flowers in the presence, no cloud chases over here, Discord gang. Thank you so much, TJ. I appreciate you. Um, Shala W says, you look beautiful. The melanin is popping, sis. Many blessings to you and yours, and congratulations on your new home. Thank you so much, sis. I really appreciate that. Thank you for the super chat. Um, Let's see here. The unlimited Danielle sent $20 with a heart emoji and a smiley face. Thank you so much, Danielle. Thank you for the super chat. So, um, at Taylor says James in the green room was everything. Shout out to that baby. Love you. T yes, James killed it. You know, he came through with the receipts. Like I said, I don't care what end of the spectrum you stand on with Bill Cosby, but let's just all respect that everybody doesn't see him as innocent everybody's not running to cake for him some people are and that's okay and that's why i was just so happy to have a wide range of people calling so yes shout out to james i'm so glad he was able to call in and just you know be honest about how he felt about the situation um so i wanted to come on here and talk about everything that's going on um in the olympics it is getting crazy i woke up to this morning to the news of um shikari richardson And I was just very surprised at what was going on. So if you guys don't know, she's been doing her thing now for years. Um, But I try to dig up more stuff about like her family life, her mom, because we found out recently that her mom passed. There wasn't a whole lot of information from what I heard. She's of Jamaican descent. Her father wasn't in her life and she was raised with her grandmother and her grandfather. And I believe her mother may still be in Jamaica or what, excuse me, uh, was in Jamaica when she passed, but I'm not sure. So she's kept a lot of her life more private and it's been about the running. It's been about her athleticism. And so today, um, you know, hit the news that she will not be making into the Olympics because of a marijuana situation. So let me go ahead and just kind of share my page with you guys with just some of the stuff that I posted earlier today. She also did an interview as well. So give me just to say, I have a lot of screens because it's a lot of stuff to unpack, you know, and I I don't know. I I hope I don't even know if I'm the right person to unpack this. I'm going to try my hardest. Y'all know I'm not the best with names, but I mean, I keep up with stuff. I'm just not the best with names. And I apologize if I mispronounce people's names or don't say them right. Um, It's it's no disrespect. I'm just I'm just not that good with names like I used to be. Um, Give me just a second here. So I want to share this screen here um, on my Instagram with you guys. So this is what I posted this morning. Breaking news from the AP American champion, Shikari Richardson, cannot run in the Olympic 100 meter race after testing positive for a chemical found in marijuana. Richardson won a hundred, won the hundred at the Olympic trials on June nineteenth.
2: Say, oh, you was only fast in high school or college. Yeah, you're gonna be okay. Or you're a freshman, so you know, don't expect too much. Like I don't give a damn about that. Carrie right. Richardson, 75. Like we, when we get on this line, we get on this track, it's me and the clock, it's you and the clock. Ain't no no age involved, ain't no classification involved. It's who wanted, who been working the hardest to get down to that line first. And that was my biggest thing to myself that I drove myself to focus on, to to achieve is the fact that you're not gonna put me in a category because you can achieve those goals because you couldn't do that when you was a such age or such category and stuff like that. My goal was to be the best I could be as soon as I could you be the best. You be we'll always have some Unless
1: you her freshman year she's just the collision record. And she turned pro and said, Well you're young, you have to pay your dues. Here she is, second fastest in the world. Richardson said, I could just tell you, this is another race, but I have to give respect to the magnitude of this event. Yeah. Sha'Carri Richardson with that bright orange hair. She wasn't the first out of the blocks.
4: On the inside, Tiana Daniels got a good start, but this is where Richardson winds up and is back. She points to the time, 10.65. How about that, and touches her 10.72. It's been but
2: she's still pointing at
1: the clock 30 meters before unless you her freshman year she's just a collision Last
2: lastly finding out my biologic, biological mother passed away and still choosing to pursue my dreams still coming out here still making sure to make the family that i do still have on this earth proud and the fact that nobody knows what i go through everybody has struggles and i understand that but y'all see me on this track, and y'all see the poker effects I put on, but nobody but them and my coach know what I go through on a day-to-day basis, and I'm highly grateful for them. Without them, there would be no me. Without my grandmother, there would be no she, Carrie Richardson. So my family is my everything, my everything Until the day I'm done.
0: She carry unbelievable. We offer our deepest condolences on your loss as well as
4: our congratulations on what you accomplished in the midst of all of that pressure.
2: Thank you. You okay to say this? See you in Tokyo? Oh (laughs) (sighs) wow.
3: It's very emotional, you know, to watch that. Um You know, this is a young woman who has come a long way. Like she said, when it comes down to it, it's just us and the clock. It's not about age. She's put in work. Um, She was very excited to go to Tokyo. A lot of people were rooting for her. Um, And then, of course, you also had people who would troll her because of the bright colors that she wore in her hair. Because, again, dark skinned women are not supposed to wear bright colors in their hair and bright color lipstick and stuff like that. And, you know, she shattered all of that hair aside. It's about what I do out there on the field. And for y'all, you know, for the people who wanna talk mess about her, she wears those colors because they basically just show, you know, how she's feeling at the moment. The same way I change my hairstyle all the time. That's just what we do as black women. But for y'all who don't know, she has a head full of beautiful natural hair underneath all of that. If y'all have not never seen this picture, that's her with her Afro. So she worked very hard to get to where she's at. So it was announced today that they did a random drug test on her. And it came back that she had marijuana in her system. So a lot of people were really upset by this. They feel like, you know, it was a setup. What made them just drug test her randomly? And she ended up going on the news today. She spoke about it. And one thing I will say is that she definitely took ownership, you know, to the situation that she put herself in, okay? So I want to go ahead and play you guys that interview that she had earlier this morning. So give me just a second here.
5: Chanel, thank you. And Shakari Richardson joins us now. Good morning, Shakari. I just want to ask a simple question first. How are you doing?
2: Um,
5: I'm blessed to be alive. That's about it. This is not easy. This is a hard moment that you're in right now. And uh, I thank you for being on. Uh, and I know you wanted to tell your story. So tell me, you know, what happened? What led up to this positive test?
2: Um, just honestly when just I wanna take responsibility for my actions. I know what I did, I know what I'm supposed to do. Um, I'm not I'm I'm allowed not to do. And I still made that decision, but um not making an excuse or looking for any empathy in my case, but just however being in that position of my life, finding out something like that, something that I would say is probably one of the biggest things that have impacted me positively and negatively in my life when it comes to dealing with the relationship I have with my mother. So that definitely was a very heavy topic for me, and people don't understand what it's like to have to our people do we all have our different struggles we all have our different things we deal with but to put on a face i have to go in front of the world and put on a face and hide my pain um like who i don't know who are you or who am i to tell you how to cope when you're dealing with a pain or you're dealing with a struggle that you've never experienced before or that you've never uh, you would have to do it. Like, who am I to tell you how to cope? Who am I to tell you that you're wrong for earning? So, I think just honestly, just leading up to that, to know my mental health, dealing with my mental as is with
3: leading up to the games, um, every time i on the track, definitely expect it to be um,
2: a record breaking time or something like that. So just with that um, pressure in itself was also just another thing. with this actually been my first full professional career, my first full professional um, circuit this year due to you know the pandemic. So just considering all of that, all of that put together, you a long time my my agent, my sponsor, my my sponsorship, my family um, knowing, thinking you know all of this stuff.
3: Oh. okay. So let me come back on the screen here. Um, y'all can always go back and watch the full interview. So she did take ownership to that. You know, she did admit, you know, that she was smoking weed and they do test you. And that is part of the rules to get into the Olympics. They test you for everything. Even in the Olympics, if you get caught with insulin in your body, that can be enough to bar you from getting into the Olympics. Now I see a lot of people very upset about this, of course. you know, I was upset about it as well. But I also have to be honest that, you know, I feel like sometimes these are the conversations we don't want to have. Sometimes certain situations are bigger than ourselves. Like I understand her mother past, and I'm not wanting to tell anybody how to deal with death, you know, because that's something personal to each individual person. And the way people deal with things are different. But there are rules in place, unfortunately. And the Olympics are one of the strictest places when it comes to drugs, especially, you know, with the anti-doping and all that stuff. They're very strict when it comes to that. So they basically told her, you know, her her test came back and now she's not eligible. They put her on, I believe, a a three-month suspension. Meaning that when they go to Tokyo, what she runs in, the category that she runs in, she's not going to be eligible to run. They're saying there might be hopes for a different category. But if you've been training all your life for this particular category, it's hard to switch that up and then go run a different way. You know, what I'm saying, In another category. Oh, sorry. 30 day. I said three months. Sorry. 30 day suspension. So they put it in place right before, you know, the, the, you know, everything is supposed to go down with them going to Tokyo. So a lot of people are saying that it's not okay. Michael Phelps got, Michael Phelps got caught with weed. The Michael Phelps situation was different from the, Shakari uh, Richardson situation and I want to go ahead and kind of bring you guys back to that one Michael Phelps, when that came out it be, it came out because of a picture. It was people that he was hanging with. is it freezing? okay, let me know if it's freezing because it's not freezing on my end okay I don't know why it's freezing if it is okay, it's on youtube's end um try and refresh it. Try and refresh your screen, because on my end, on StreamYard, it's working just fine. So you can try and refresh your screen. If not, just watch the playback. Um, But yeah, showing that the connection is excellent. So so back to Michael Phelps. So when he was caught, he was caught because he was smoking out of a bong. One of his so-called friends, whoever was in the room, they took the picture, and they were using it to blackmail him. And initially he was going to pay for it, but they wanted so much money. It's like he didn't know what to do. So he and they ended up selling it to like Newsweek or something like that. So that's how it got out. So let me just go ahead and just kind of read this to you guys, because it's two different situations and people are conflating it. And go back to my notes here. Okay, so when Michael Phelps got caught, the USA Swimming suspended Phelps from competition for three months. That's why I got the three months from, excuse me, I was mixing up his suspension with hers. She was only suspended for 30 days. He was suspended for three months. And they said it would, and they would also withdraw its financial support of him. The fallout from Phelps' suspension included more than just an inability to compete. Kellogg also announced that they would not renew his expiring sponsorship deal with Phelps. And other major companies also fell back from him as well. Now, the difference with this situation is when Phelps was suspended, this was February 2009, six months after the 2008 Olympics and five months before the 2009 World Championships, If Richardson is suspended, the ban could go into effect less than a month before the start of the 2021 Tokyo Olympics, which she's been. So that was the main difference. And I think people are conflating it. They're like, oh, you know, he smoked weed, his, you know, his drug test came back dirty and he still got a chance to go compete. That's not what happened. You know, so I just I don't like when people try to conflate issues. And also, he got a lot of backlash. I don't know if you guys remember this. He got a lot of backlash for that. He was clowned relentlessly in the media. Sponsorships dropped from for him. I mean, he he suffered a lot from that. He went through severe depression, and he wasn't they, when they when they uh, yeah they dragged him. I'm glad y'all remember because people are acting like he wasn't dragged and nothing happened to him. He got under a lot of trouble. He was under a lot of scrutiny. And when they tested him, he was tested around that time. He, wasn't, he didn't have any weed in the system. So when he was caught with that bong, it was after the fact. So I think people comparing that is apples to oranges. You know what I'm saying? She is admitting that she smoked weed. She is admitting that she knew the rules, but she chose to go on ahead and still smoke. So two totally different situations. I mean, I know we love to, you know, pull out the racism card and stuff, but it it has to make sense. It has to fit. Let's not act like Michael Phelps did not get dragged and was not shamed and shunned for a long time behind his actions. Also, it was announced today that Nike is not going to take her sponsorship away, which I think is a good thing. But let's also keep it real. Nike's a part of that woke, you know, the, the whole woke conglomerate. So if they were to take her sponsorship away after being so behind uh, Colin Kaepernick and you know all these movements like BLM, it would make them look stupid as hell and hypocritical. So I'm not going to necessarily take it as a win, but I believe that you know for Nike in their best interest to not be boycotted and drug all up and down, you know, social media and the court of public opinion is why they're standing with her. Kellogg didn't give a damn. They dropped Michael Phelps and refused to renew the contract as soon as this broke. So even though she's not going to qualify to go to the Olympics, she's still going to be able to keep her sponsorships. Now, let me also, yeah, Ryan Lowkey, he was another one when, (laughs) yeah, I called it the woke conglomerate. (laughs) He was another one when he lied for no reason, idiot. And just decided to stir up a bunch of shit in Brazil. He was drug and everything else, you know? So again, there's definitely, you know, consequences when these Olympians, you know, do certain things, but that is a part of the rules. Now I will say this, like I said, do I feel bad for her? Absolutely. You know, she's young and she felt like that was, you know, something she needed to do to cope, but there are still rules and regulations. What I want to say to her and future Olympians, and just, you know, young people just making decisions. Sometimes we have to think about things that are greater than ourselves. Okay. Because her deciding to, in that moment, deciding to smoke weed because she was under pressure, unfortunately, that decision just changed the trajectory of what she could have been, what she could have accomplished in this year's Olympics. Granted, she could go back four years from now, but we're in 2021. We're talking about right now. There were so many young girls and young women looking up to her, you know, who were rooting for her. Because what I loved about her was her just her being unapologetically her. Wearing the bright weaves, the long nails. She was almost like a mini living embodiment of Flojo like the modern version, you know, not making apologies for who she was, where she came from her tattoos. I just loved her defiant spirit. She was comfortable in her own skin, regardless of what everybody had to say about her, her being too young, not putting in enough work. Like she said, it's about that clock and it's about the, the athleticism. But I just want people to understand that when you've been blessed with a certain opportunity, I don't care if it's the Olympics I don't care if it's, you know, you going viral and, you know, being blessed with a social media presence on TikTok and things like that. Always think about. Those people who not only look up to you, but the legacy that you're leaving behind and sometimes just even thinking that far in the future can snap you out of rash decisions right there in your presence. I hope you all understand what I'm saying. I hope it doesn't come off like I'm being harsh or or judgmental because I'm not. I'm coming from a very, very sincere place. I just want people to like really, really think about things a lot more thoroughly before they make rash decisions. Like I said, I understand the mourning aspect. I understand that she just lost her mother. Trust me, I wouldn't wish that type of pain on anybody. But at the end of the day, we're talking about legacy. We're talking about leaving generational wealth for her family for her future kids. That's something for the record books. So to me, the possibility of what could have been should have far outweighed instant gratification of that weed. And that's all I'm saying. You know, so, you know, I was definitely rooting for her. And let's keep it real. You know, a lot of people have been in situations where they've had to stop weed just to get regular jobs working nine to five jobs. Like, yeah, you know, I'm about to go get a new job. They do drug testing. So I can't smoke weed for the next 30 days. And people do it all the time just to get a nine to five job. So imagine having the opportunity, a once in a lifetime opportunity. Hopefully there's another one coming down the pipeline. Okay. We're going to speak that into existence for her. I hope she's able to make it again, but Just talking in this instance where we're at right now in 2021, you know, this lifetime opportunity, I just believe that that far outweighed, you know, just just the weed aspect of it. Because that's one thing about the Olympics, they don't play. They do not play. Everybody knows this. They use anything to disqualify people and especially people of color. So I just, I don't know. I just really wish that, you know, even though it happened that it wouldn't have happened, but I also have to speak about it honestly as well. You know, that sometimes we have to look at the big picture. Sometimes we have to look at, you know, what this all means, what this blessing means. And as sad as her mother's death is, maybe that, that happened and that could have been the catalyst to push her even further to where she may have broken even quicker record because her mother was pushing her, you know what I'm saying? With the wings of the angels. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, you know, saying. So I just, I just wish, you know, everything would have worked out differently. You can tell she's hurt, you know, she's probably kicking herself in the ass. I'm sure she has plenty of regrets, but I do respect the fact that she took ownership. She was honest about it, you know, and she, and she held her composure. She didn't get on there in a gray fucking sweatshirt like these weirdo YouTubers. She wasn't sitting on the floor crying and, you know, boohooing and just carrying on. She wasn't rolling around on the ground. She just held her composure and just spoke her truth. So kudos to her for that, you know, for just being young and being able to just maintain it, to take ownership. She didn't get up there and blame anybody else. You know, she just said this is what it was. So for that, I do I do respect her for that. But it's just sad because it's just been one thing after another. And, and you guys know I'm somebody, I, I love sports. You know, the Olympics is dope. We've been watching um, Simone Biles just killing it. You know, just all these women just killing it, especially women, women of color. So just to see this, it's just sad that she fumbled this. She was so close, you know. And I see a lot of people saying it's just weed. It's just weed. And yes, I get that. Weed is not a drug enhancing, you know, drug. Usually when people smoke weed, you want to just fucking lay down and then, you know, go to sleep or eat a bunch of food. And for her to have smoked weed and still been able to run in the manner which she's been running, because I'm sure it wasn't her first time ever smoking, it says a lot. But at the end of the day, regardless if, you know, whatever... We deem weed is to us, because some people think it's a gateway drug and it's the worst thing. Other people want it legalized. You know, that's a whole nother discussion. But regardless of what weed means to you, what matters is what weed and marijuana means to the Olympics. That's where she's trying to go. OK, it's not like she lost a job making, you know, $15 an hour. And it's just like, well, you lost the job. That's bullshit. This is this was way bigger than that. And to the Olympics, they do not play. So I wish Shikari the best. I hope she takes this as a lesson learned. And I hope that she takes this and she uses it to keep motivating her and to keep pushing through. If this is her goal and that's what she eventually wants to do is make it to the Olympics, then nobody can stop her but herself. And I hope that she's eventually able to make it. But yeah, I mean, they gave her a 30-day suspension. That was less time than they gave Michael Phelps. And he didn't have weed in his system. He wasn't caught with weed. He wasn't, you know what I'm saying? That was after the fact. So they both suffered backlash, but she's definitely not getting the brunt of the backlash like Michael Phelps got a few years back. And I think part of that is because weed has become more normalized you know, it's being seen as more recreational. A lot of states are legalizing it. So it's not as bad now, but imagine back in 2008. I mean, that dude was ready to jump off of a cliff. So was that crazy? Let me go ahead and read some of these super chats. We have quite a few people here. Thank you everybody for coming through um anthony green said 999 says tea looking good been a tea sipper since 2016 love what you do thank you so much anthony thank you for coming through um tatiana jackson says love the hair your podcast is amazing thank you for posting as often as you do keep them coming thank you so much and i have more stuff in the works um you know i've been working non-stop but and it's it's been a lot i took a small break yesterday but i have more stuff coming so thank you so much um bruce uh, Kenton says T you're looking beautiful also I have been I have been loving the calling discussions it's just like listening to the radio get your coins love you love you too and thank you for the super chat uh, Risa J says the reporter deserves backlash for traumatizing her that was that's what triggered her response they had no right to insensit- to insensitively reveal that information hashtag setup I get that I didn't understand it either why is an intimate moment being reported to her as she's, you know what I'm saying, running and, and, you know, having her mind focused on one thing? Like, should that not have been her family's job to tell her, not a random reporter? You know, I, I think it was bullshit, too. Don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, the only thing we control is ourselves. Like I always tell you guys, people can, can pick on you and, and do things to try and pull you out of character. But when it comes down to it, it's about how you react. So even though they set her up, even though they put her in in an uncomfortable situation, at the end of the day, she chose to smoke weed, which violated the Olympic rules. And it is what it is. It's unfortunate. I agree the, the reporter was an asshole. But again, it's about being responsible for our actions. And she's doing that. She's taking full responsibility for that. So thank you for the super chat, love. Um, Leon Y, Sam Fai says, hey T, I appreciate all your videos. You've helped me out a lot. I'm about to start nursing school this fall. Thanks for always keeping it real. You are so welcome and congratulations. Good luck to you on nursing school. Thank you so much for being a supporter of my platform. Um, Court Just Court says, hey T, hey Discord fam. Oh my God, your last green room chat was everything. <laughs> Thank you so much, sis. And thank you for the super chat and shout out to the new discorders that came in for the month of July from YouTube and Patreon. So I hope you guys are enjoying the discord such, you know, thus far as well. So we had a nice little welcome party yesterday. Um, Venus Alchemy Tarot sent 1111. Thank you. Says T, I'm going to catch the replay. Just showing some love. Thank you so much, sis. C Johnson says, happy Friday, auntie. My other super chat didn't go through. Blessings and positivity to you and your family. Thank you so much, C. Johnson. I appreciate you. Um, I am I am Nola from Cali. Says, why the Olympic officials didn't keep the same energy with Michael Phelps when he tested dirty? I just broke that down. Thank you for the super chat. I just broke that down. Um, it's not the same thing. Like I said on Twitter, people are conflating issues and they're not being honest. And one thing about me, I'm going to tell the truth. I'm not going to push a narrative because it sounds good. We have to speak with logic and facts. So hopefully you caught my breakdown about the whole Michael Phelps situation, but thank you sis. Um, Jay Andrew says, damn it, the race with Jamaicans would have been fire, sigh. Yeah, it definitely would have been. Lucky Charm says the green room was super fun. It's similar to Clubhouse and the new Twitter space features. I had a blast the other day and love feeling included. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you were able to join us, thank you. Um, what's up Lexi? Lexi Lately sent 999 says the green room episode was lit. Thank you for creating this community. I learned so much from the discord and now the green tea room, love you tea. I love you too and thank you my Jamaican sister, Lexi's Jamaican as well. We were having a good discussion the other night about you know African and Caribbean parents you know, and how they like expect so much from us. And, you know, when we deviate and we don't, you know, they all want us to be nurses and doctors and lawyers. So it was a really cool conversation to just hear from people from other backgrounds. So thank you, Lexi, for being a part of the discord and always bringing something, you know, thoughtful to the table. I appreciate you. Um, Kareen, let's see here, says, it's sad, but she broke the rules. The Nigerian runner blessing, um, the Nigerian, runner, blessing, looks good, got hold, got hold in silver, now T. Thank you so much. Thank you for the super chat, love. Raven Black says, hey, T, I'm at work. I will catch the play, Black. Just wanted to show you some love. Thank you, Raven. Uh, Ray Jen Bacon says, hey, T, love you. As a Dallas native, I was proud of her and the other Dallas, Fort Worth girls, Jasmine Moore, Ariel, and Chiaka." for making it to Tokyo, Texas girls fire. I know that's right. Thank you so much. So it's been a lot going on. Uh, Geechee girl sent five. Thank you. Heza Alexander says sidebar is that you're saying, no, you get ready. Is that you in your video love you? No, the you get ready. Um, people think it's me, but it's not me. It's from a video about this whole Taco Bell drama. I did the video like a few years ago and I just always use the intro cause it's funny. Because if you watch the beginning of the video, the lady spills tea everywhere. They're fighting with like big containers of tea. And the guy's like, "I'm no, she's like, I'm calling the police. Get ready. Get ready. That No, that's what the guy was saying to her. And then she's like, no, you get ready. But the beginning of it, they're fighting and throwing tea at each other. So people don't get that. It's like an inside joke for like the tea sippers who have been here. But no, it's not me. It's this Mexican lady. It's like Margarita was her name. It's a funny video. It's a funny video. Um, but thank you. Anna Israel says, T, did you hear about Allison Mack from Smallville going to jail for running an S-call? Yes, we talked about this on The Green Room. Definitely go and check out that episode. We talked about it with the whole Bill Cosby situation. So thank you. Um, A-Count Life said, just send you a super chat. Uh, lovely T. Thank you so much, Acount. Appreciate you. Uh, Jamar says, Hey, I've been listening to the green room on the podcast. I love it. Keep it up T thank you. And I- I'm glad you guys are liking it. And like I said, the green room is open. Um, you know, don't come trolling and talking shit. Cause I'm gonna give you the same energy. You know what I mean, so we've it's been cool. everybody's been coming in respectfully speaking their opinions. So if you have something to say, as long as you're respectful and we respect other people, we don't have to come and knock folks and you know go below the gutter. Black people can have adult conversations without cursing, you know, shading each other, and that's what I loved about my green room and I want to keep that same energy. So if you're interested in calling in when we do a particular topic, definitely come through and call in. But like I said, I just, you know, I just want people to come in and be respectful. You know, state your opinion, but we don't have to drag people's sexuality. We don't have to drag their skin tone. We, we're not going there. We're gonna just conversate like adults. And that's the type of energy I'm trying to push. So thank you guys so much for supporting. Um, so yeah, now we gotta get on here. I gotta talk about these other Olympians. Um, so Shikari's situation is a, is a bit different, right? So now, but I'm still having to look at the Olympics too with some side eye because there's other things coming out today that's just making me feel like, I don't know, just making me sad. Like, why is all this stuff happening to like these Black athletes, these Black women? And, you know, to make it to that elite level, it's it's a lot. I mean, these people literally train from the time they're young. You know, Simone Biles, I remember watching the Simone Biles story and watching her flipping and and doing all that stuff when she was like four and five. So these are people who have been literally trained since they were young. And to just have this stuff snatched away is just really sad. So one of the things somebody wrote an amazing article today, and I want to share this with you guys here. Because at this point, it seems like the Olympics is going out their way to do certain things to black athletes. Now, the whole Shakari Richardson situation, I don't really want to mix her in this because her situation was more or less self-induced. And she's taking responsibility for that. But it's still sad to see her, you know what I'm saying, not be able to go to Tokyo. But these other cases are really heartbreaking as well. So let me go ahead and share this with you guys here. Let me... Pull this up. I want to talk about the whole Caster um, Samayo Semana- uh, situation. Give me just a second. So if you guys don't know about her, um, she's a South African track. Uh, she's a gold medalist. And basically she's been trying to get back into her initial field at the Olympics, which was the 800 meter race. And she has set like all types of different, you know, she broke records. And so there's a situation going on. I don't know if you guys are aware of it. See if I can find this article here. I have a few articles. But there's a situation where there's young girls, young women. And I wrote down these notes. Because I don't know the medical. I'd never heard of this medical term before. Where is it at? It's some it basically what it boils down to. Here it is. Hyper adrenogenism. <laughs> and basically what it breaks down to is women who tend to have more testosterone in their bodies. Okay. A lot of these women they don't even know that their bodies are making this level of testosterone until they get into the olympics and they're being screened for everything because they have to screen and make sure that these women are genetically women and these women are genetically women they have ovaries and uteruses. but because they tend to have a bit more testosterone in their bodies the olympics has made a rule that you can only have so much testosterone. And if your testosterone in your system as a woman is at a certain level, you can't run in certain categories. They have to move you over to a higher level. So um, Castor has been trying to fight this for the past few years, and she just found out that she lost her battle. Now, one of the things it's it's oh God, it's so many women that's being affected by this. And to be honest, There is a lot of testosterone in their bodies, because even looking at them, they have a lot of them tend to be like they're very physically fit. They have more masculine features. And some of that is from the testosterone. But the thing is, they're not injecting themselves with these testosterones. Their body is creating this naturally. And I feel like they're trying to find a way to just discredit these women over something that they cannot control. These women are not transgender. They're not trying to, you know, be men. This is just something that their body is creating. And it's affecting several women. So let me, Because she's been fighting for this for a while. So it's her and it's, okay. So then we had two other women. This was announced today, just a few hours ago. So this is causing an uproar right now in real time. So two other women from um, two Nyambian sprinters banned for the Olympics 400 meter event due to the same testosterone rule that blocked Caster Samaya. So like I said, she's been fighting this for a while. So the women are Christine um, Mboma, sorry if I mispronounce it, and Beatrice Massengali. So they've both been barred. And this was announced today after the whole thing with Shakari Richardson. So a lot of people are very upset. Now, what people do not know about this whole situation with the testosterone thing is that they're telling these women, okay, fine, you'll be able to compete. But in order for you to compete in the 400 and not be pushed to the 800 and above, you'll need to take testosterone-blocking hormones. And a lot of people, they don't want to take it because they're like, we don't know what this may do to our body because our body's naturally creating this. I don't want to inject myself with hormones because what's to say that they might say something sneaky in the future and say that now they're going to ban that? Because we all know the Olympics, they're so strict on injections and things like that. Another thing that they're trying to do is also give them an option to have surgery. And this surgery, I guess it removes the gland or something like that, that causes them to have extra testosterone. And the sad thing is one of the ladies did this. It was a Kenyan runner. I was researching this earlier. Her name is Margaret Wambu and basically, Wambi, sorry. And basically she did the same thing. She underwent surgery and she has not been the same since. So for y'all who don't know, this is like really serious. So now they're trying to fight and say, maybe there should be a third category for women who naturally have a lot of testosterone. So it's just, it's really sad. And like I said, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing people's names, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but let me just get through the show. I'm not trying to be rude. I just, you know, I'm not good with everybody's names. I apologize. Um, But it shouldn't be lost on the message that I'm saying. So let me go ahead and play you guys a few videos here of some of the women just talking about the things that they've been through with this situation.
2: Semenya, uh, uh, she's inspiring me because I think she's a woman who who is able to do something special than others she uh, she's always trying to uh, to do something new <laughs> For me, it's about the information. It doesn't make sense for us. I know people talk, talk. Talk, talk for me you can't stop people talking I like to hear people talking that is the motivation for sure I didn't choose to, to born like right like this what am I I'm crazy by God so someone has more question about it maybe can you God?
3: ask God all right so you guys just watched that video and so it's it's several of these women and like I said this is not even anything that they knew they had in their system. Until they go to apply and they go through the rigorous testing at the Olympics. Now, you know. Because of the testosterone and you can see most of these women are slimmer, they don't really have boobs and things like that. You know, they don't have big breasts is what I'm saying and things like that. They have like a more slim male physique. So people were initially saying, oh, these women are men, they're trying to sneak in, they're probably transgender. I mean, these women have been going through hell over the past few years to prove that they are women. But sometimes when women have more testosterone in them, it can make them look a bit, you know what I'm saying, like feature-wise, you know, not have like, you know, the the super big breast and things like that, and certain things that make women look a bit more feminine. But these women are indeed women. Now I want to go ahead and share with you guys the story um, of the woman uh, Margaret, who under she underwent surgery because they were telling her you got to take these hormones, and like I said, most of them they don't want to take the hormones because they don't know what's in them. So she underwent surgery because this has been her dream to make it into the Olympics. You know these women, especially if they're coming from like certain countries and they're more impoverished. This can be something that can help out not only their families, but you know their entire communities. So for them, they're willing to do anything. So she undergone this surgery and I just feel horrible for her because it's made things worse and she has not been able to go into the Olympics since, ever since she did this surgery. Let me see if I can find the video here. You know, and it's sad, even Simone Biles came out and she was saying that, you know, once again, black women's bodies are literally being regulated, you know? So let me, okay, here's the video. Yeah, this is just sad. Okay, she's the one who underwent surgery. All right.
6: Yo, category, that category. Yeah, how a so, because what to work, you Mimi Atahai Jai puja Kama India and Lili Katang Toka from the World Cup.
4: In the semi final of the
5: national junior record we can see with about 120 meters to go i received a call from my intention manager
2: informing me that my blood was found like having high level of the so we can compete when the call ended really i was like i will just throwing the fire my heart's like burning, running crazy, too much tears, so emotional.
5: So, God, I I love this sport. I had to do it. But the bad thing was that waking up in the morning and everything is done, finding my, my body being cut. They told me like, that yeah, after some few weeks, you'll turn back to your training and you'll be normal, which took me like, a period of
6: like seven years. I thought that yeah, I'm receiving a cure, whereby they knew that again, they're adding
4: me more problems to my life. After this scenario, I tried to try
6: but the refused to turn This is to make a to a At least to motivate you have to At least I think you kwa watch Olympic TV. Do
3: all right let me come back on the screen here so i hope i'm explaining all of this correctly um i hope you guys can follow me like i said it's just it's a lot to unpackage that's going on with these olympic women um black women um of color in the olympics and so that poor woman underwent surgery and has not been the same since. Has not been able to have the same level of energy and, you know, just ferocity to run these races ever since she underwent that. So that is why a lot of these new crop runners are scared to have themselves injected with these hormones and undergo surgery. Like, I just don't think that it's okay. And so it's just, it's sad. And that's the thing is women... We all come in like different shapes and sizes and, you know, and some women have more estrogen than others. So they look a certain way. They look super feminine and act super feminine. And some women have a bit more testosterone than others. So they might grow, you know, like certain uh, body hairs and things like that. But that does not make them any less women. And it's sad that these women who are born biological women have to fight to be seen as women. Like, even now, people are looking at them and saying, oh, no, they're guys, just because they look a bit more masculine. But they are genetically women. They have all their female parts. They just happen to have more testosterone. And I think the same can be said for some guys who seem to have more estrogen in them. I don't know if there's a name for that or if there's a, you know, like there is for these women. But, you know, you've seen some guys where they look very effeminate. They look like females and things like that. So, I mean, it can happen the opposite way as well. So I just, I don't know. It just made me really sad, like the more I was researching all this stuff that's going on, because once again, Black women's bodies are being dissected, you know, and scrutinized. And they're trying to find ways to keep them out. These women are the best in their categories. And they're saying, oh, no, it's not from your training. It's not from the fact that you worked hard your whole life to get here. It's because of that extra testosterone that's flowing through your body. But my issue is this, right? Don't you guys find it funny that when it comes to certain things, I like to call it, you know, the genetic lottery ticket, right? When it comes to certain things, it's acceptable you know, it's like, oh, you're lucky, your genetics are so all that. When somebody like Shaquille O'Neal is, what, seven foot, nobody tells him that that's a bad thing. They, they're, you know, you're tall, we're gonna start training you from the time you're a child, you've been genetically blessed, we can get you into the NBA. You know, even people who are not even that good in the damn NBA, okay? Have been made able to make it to the NBA only because of their genetic lottery, because of their genetics, because they were blessed to be seven foot and this man is five foot five. That is part of being human. Okay. Is that there's just different things that are in us that, you know, other people may have that, you know, some people don't have. That's just what it is. Nobody would tell a little person who was genetically born little, that if you want a model, you need to go get knee surgery and make yourself taller because it's not fair to average height models who walk the runway. Nobody would tell them this. It's funny that when it comes to genetics, we're willing to accept it when it comes to looks. When sweetie is out here screaming every other day that she's pretty and she just wants to remind y'all that she's pretty and she's pretty, she's not pretty because she worked hard. She's not pretty because it's something that, you know, that being pretty is not a talent. She won the genetic lottery on looks. You were genetically born a pretty woman. But we praise that though. I hope y'all are understanding where I'm coming from when I say this. So it seems like when when genetics work in, in, in certain people's favors, it's okay to praise it. But when genetics works in these women's favors, it's deemed as something unnatural. It's not okay. If anything, I call these women the X Men slash women of the Olympics. Think about the X Men cartoons and the movies. What made them special was their genetics, rogue superpowers to you know to be able to suck people's energy from them, storms powers to be able to uh, to, to control the elements. Professor Xavier, you know, he was telekinetic. Those are blessings. So if you've been blessed with something that I don't have, that means God blessed you with that. And you should be able to use that to your advantage because like they say, we're not all the same. God made us all different. So why are they being punished for something they can't control? Like I said, I could see if it was a situation where these women are doping themselves up with testosterone, their body's naturally creating this. Just like in the X-Men, those x Men's their bodies were naturally creating their superpowers. And that's what separated them from the humans or the regular people. So I I don't know. It just really bothers me that in certain instances, the genetic lottery is A-OK. It's OK to be eight foot tall as long as we can get you to the NBA and make money off of you. It's okay for you to be a little person as long as we can export you on Little Women, L.A. and, and Atlanta and all those shows. It's okay to be morbidly obese. That's something that some people are genetically disposed to, but just being morbidly obese, because now we can export you on My 600-pound Life. But these women who have trained every day to get to where they're at, who are doing something that I know physically, genetically, I will never be able to be blessed to do. Genetically, I would never be able to be blessed to play sports. I couldn't. That's why I live vicariously through all these sports people and why I'm into sports. Because I've never been able to play sports growing up. Because unfortunately for me, I was handed some shitty genetics. But I accept it, it is what it is. Nothing I can do about it, but accept it. God bless them with some great genetics. They shouldn't be punished for that. So I don't know, just, it really bothered me, man. It really bothered me. Yes, Beast, Beast is another one. He was one of my favorite X-Men as well. Love Blue Beast. Um, let's see here. We got a bunch of new super chats. Give me just a second. Oh, Sylvia, Fasnelio, thank you for the super chat. She says, you look beautiful. We love your content. And most of all, your wisdom. Funny how strangers can sometimes fill the gaps for you. We treasure you over here. Have a great day. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you for the for that wonderful message. That means a lot to me, because sometimes I need to hear because I feel like I get overlooked so much in other places. But, you know, I rather have my hardcore fans and supporters and, you know, people who really rock with me, and my brand, than to not have that. So I really appreciate you. So thank you um arius hill says hey t been watching since 2012 i was nine <laughs> i'm gonna be 18 july 7th. um i graduated may 22nd as well and i'm proud well congratulations i can't believe you've been here since you were nine that's amazing thank you so much for the support and you know good luck on everything that you got going on thank you uh first second says the olympics may be playing with fire with all these heavy-handed mandates it's really not supposed to be held, considering that the Japanese have been protesting it, and C nineteen has been ravaging for a while. Yeah, it's it's really sad the things that they're doing. It really is. Um, Ashley sent four ninety nine. She says the great the she said great X Men analogy definitely makes sense. Good, I'm glad you guys understand where I'm coming from with that. Um, it just made me very emotional watching. You know, just all the things that's been going on today with female athletes. It's just it's sad. And especially with these women, all they want to do is be able to do what they train for their whole lives. And they're getting smacked down at every turn. You know, it's just it's crazy. Um, Aisha Muhammad sent $50 says, hey, sis, one thing we have to remember is the Olympics was not made for us. In mind, also, if you look at the Olympics communi- committee, there's no black country. There's an article called We Celebrate Michael Phelps Genetic Differences Why Punish Castor Samaya for Hers? And thank you for bringing up Michael Phelps again. That's what I didn't understand. If you look at Michael Phelps, I remember articles coming out about him years ago. His body, if you really look at him, this no disrespect, honey. No disrespect, Michael Phelps. But he looks genetically odd. And I'm not saying that from like a disrespectful way at all. But when you look at his body, he has these super long arms, this super long neck. He almost looks like an elongated fish. And I'm not, I'm, I, when I say this, I mean no disrespect, but people have said this in past, that Michael Phelps looks like some type of like sea creature or something when he's swimming. It, it, he, he's huge, He's huge. His arms, his wingspan is huge. It's almost like he was genetically engineered, okay, to be the fastest human on earth. Like he's low-key, you know, the living embodiment of Aquaman. Like I said, I mean no disrespect, but his genetic differences cuz he has physical genetic differences that we can see when we look at Michael Phelps. He just he looks very odd, right? Again, no disrespect. But looking at him, just, just looking at him, his body, his features when he swims, it's almost something out of this world, okay? Not to take away from his training, but you can tell genetically there's something there in Mike Phelps that's not in other people, not in other swimmers. These women have something genetically inside of them internally, and they're being shamed for it. So that's very interesting that you bring up Michael Phelps. Thank you for that. Yeah, he's like the living embodiment of Aquaman and like I said I mean no disrespect cuz I you know I don't like talking about people, you know, physical attributes and things that they can't control. But to look at him, you could just tell that he's like a little specimen. It's almost like he was created to do this. You know, God blessed him genetically to be able to swim his arm span, his height, his legs, and he has a shorter torso. He's just like when you look at him, he's just very genetically odd, but it works in his favor. And he's been able to eat and, and you know, break records and everything else because of his blessings. You know, for all we know, uh, Shikari could have the world's most amazing lungs. The fact that she's able to, you know, what I'm saying smoke and still be able to run like that. Half of you smirkers can't even run to the corner store without being out of breath, you know? So I'm sure there's certain genetic differences in a lot of these Olympic people. They shouldn't be shamed for it. That should be something that we're like, dang, God bless them. That's a miracle. How how can we support that and cherish that? I mean, think about even like the whole bringing it to uh, Henrietta, Henrietta Lacks, how she had that blood, that scientists were taking her blood and using to cure other illnesses. You know, sometimes certain people are born with certain things. We don't know why, we don't know how, but we shouldn't demonize them for it. No more than we should demonize somebody for the color of their skin. You can't control your skin tone. I can't control that somebody was born white no more than than they can control that I was born black. So yeah, it's really sad. Let's see here. Uh, Quentin Pearson sent 20 says it's crazy. Natural women with high levels of testosterone cannot compete, but you can allow a man to compete against women in the Olympics, i.e. the German transgender weightlifter. Mm. They're not ready for that conversation. You, You can't even talk about anything like that without being shamed or being accused of being transphobic and things like that. So you made some good points. Thank you so much for the super chat, love. Um, let's see here. Asia Caroline sent 1499 says, I haven't sent you one of these in a while. It's been blocking my comments. I just wanted to say you have beautiful eyelashes. Thank you for all you do. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate you and thank you for the super chat. Um, let's see here. Sin B sent a $1.99 super sticker. Thank you, Sin. Auntie Nooney says, hey T, looking gorgeous as usual. Sneaking to send you this super chat from work. Your streams and podcasts got me through second shift. Thank you for always bringing us to the T through fair and balanced lenses. You are so welcome and thank you for coming through. Um, let me check some other. I now have some other super chats coming through here. Let me go back and look. A lot of messages coming through. Uh, Okay. Jor F says, I have PCOS and my testosterone levels are high, which make it difficult for me to have children. They need to understand that every woman's body is different. Wow. Thank you so much for that super chat. Yeah. You know, it could be a form of PCOS, you know, so thank you for that. Um, oh shit, BL Sherelle. What's up, sis? <laughs> now, BL Sherelle, let me see what you got to say. Cause I know she can talk about this. Because how many times has she had to say when we've had our Zoom meetings that you know I look like a guy because I got a beard, but I'm a woman, you know, she's all woman. So thank you for coming through, sis. She says, the reason my beard grows. See, she's talking about her beard. What I tell you. <laughs> so she says the reason my beard grows is because of PCOS. The average woman has 70 in testosterone coming out of her adrenal glands. I have 210, wow. PCOS is pretty common, wow. I didn't even know that there was like a range for that. But yeah, like she's talked about it. You know, she has a beard and that's something that she cannot help, you know? And and I think that's the problem is that we have like one box, right? Of what a woman should be, you know, what a woman should look like, what, you know, and then you have people who mimic what they think a woman should be as well. And that is not the case. You know, women are multifaceted. We look so many different ways, you know, we uh, attribute and, and, and contribute so many different things to society, you know, Everything from the ratchet, the ghetto girls, the prostitutes, to the scientists, the politicians, you know, the bodybuilders, the Olympians, the cooks, the homemakers, the wives, the housewives. We do it all. We're multifaceted. There's no one box that you can place women in. And I think that's the problem. We say that all women should look this way. And this is what it is to be feminine. And this is what it is to be a woman. And that's not what it is. So thank you, ladies, for just being honest about your journey and sharing that with us. I really appreciate it. Um, let's see here. Scott Payson, $25, says, I finally caught a live. You are glowing, tea." Thank you so much, Scott. Thank you for coming through. Um SimBee, Sim499, says, hey, sending love from crazy-ass Cali. Been a tea sipper since 2016. Stay blessed. Thank you, sis. Um, Aaliyah Whitston says, hey T, I just got on my break. Thank you for all you do, stay blessed and hit the like button everyone. Yes, you guys, if you guys are liking this stream, please hit the like button, it helps bring more people to the stream. So thank you so much sis. Um, Raf, Rafat says, I think these women are born intersex, maybe. Um, maybe some of them may have some intersex, but biologically they are women. I guess, if, you know, I don't know a whole lot about intersex. So let me just shut up for somebody who gets offended. Let me move on. I don't know a whole lot. I'm not even trying to be funny. Um, Let's see here. Okay, somebody else said this, $5. They're saying Castor is intersex with undescending testes. She didn't opt for surgery, but her testosterone is still high, even with opting to take meds. Okay, so we know for a fact that she is intersex from what... um. K Bragg is saying, so maybe that's why they're also asking for a third, you know, like a third category for maybe people who are intersex, people who have high levels of testosterone, you know, even, even having transgender is being in that third category as well. But the Olympic board is saying that they're not going to do that. So even if she's intersex, is that something that, that's nothing that she can control, you know? So if she's intersex, and that's what's causing her high testosterone. For some people, it's PCOS. Is that why people are saying that that might be why she has an advantage because of the male testosterone that's coming from the testes that didn't descend? You know, I don't. I have to. I have to read more into that. I'm not going to talk like I know all about intersexuality because I don't. I don't. But thank you for you know at least bringing that option up. Um, let's see here. Trixie Wilson says, hey, T, I've been getting my notifications late. Thank you for lifting my mood this afternoon. T, sipper for life. That's what's up. Thank you so much, love. Appreciate you. Um, Malia says, do you think it has something to do with BLM's ban in Tokyo? I don't know. Might be a stretch. What do you think about Black TikTokers leaving because of other people stealing dances? I want to have a show about the whole Black TikTok situation. Like I've always told you guys, the old guards are changing. And I think at this point, social media is scrambling. They don't know what to do. Black content creators are waking up and people are realizing that, you know what? I'm a brand and I'm not going to keep making content and helping build these platforms and getting them to be worth a billion (coughs) dollars, clubhouse. And there's no bag in it for me. I agree with the black TikTokers falling back and saying, no, I'm not going to sit here and make TikTok rich. So white TikTokers can basically mimic my dance moves and then they get all the praise on Jimmy Fallon, you know, at all these, you know, getting Dunkin' Donuts deals from simply copying from somebody else but the person who originated the dance. They're still struggling to even get sponsorship. It's very hard, you know, being a black social media personality, and I can, and maybe my walk is a little bit different because I'm not a, you know, I have a TikTok, but I haven't TikToked in a while, so I don't want to compare myself to these kids who like dance hard and really go hard. But I am a black influencer. I am on social media, and I've been here for years. And it's not fair. It's not fair that I've been here as long as I've been here, and they don't set out my notifications. They mess with my numbers. You know what I'm saying? But white people who have been doing the same thing that I do have been pushed through the algorithm, you know, ha- have been able to accomplish way more in, the- in a short amount of time. There's definitely a bias on social media. And I think a lot of black people are waking up. And to be honest with y'all, when Spotify came at me, and was like, you know, they see the fact that I do my Zoom meetings and so many people want to come to them. And my Zoom meetings will continue to be private for my discorders because that is our safe space. And we like it that way. You know, so I will never violate their privacy and post it on social media. Um, It's posted, but it's not posted for everybody else. It's posted for them to go back and rewatch it. So that is like part of my agreement with my discord. You know, we talk about all types of stuff, you know, and then we have fun and it's just become like family. And so what they were noticing is that I'm having all these private meetings that people are paying for, because you have to pay to get in my Discord, and people are literally like, you can see the comments on Instagram, people are literally like, I'm literally on the outside, looking in the glass window, wanting to come in, how can I get in? So they're seeing that, because some of the Spotify people, they follow me on Instagram, and so when they see that, they're like, Well, would you be interested in bringing some of your meetings to the public, like doing a public version of what you do on Zoom, with the green room? Um, yeah, but what? how does this benefit me? Because my fans are supporting me and they like these Zoom meetings. So what what benefit does it behoove me to come and go to a public platform for free? You got to cut a check. We got to work out some type of deal. So, again, knowing your worth and not getting gassed up because a company is hitting you up and saying, oh, we like you. You should come on our platform. No, I'm, I'm flattered that you like me but liking me don't pay bills. liking me is not helping pay my son through college. so i think a lot of black content creators are waking up and they're understanding if you bring something of value to social media, you should be compensated for it just like anybody else. because y'all don't shame white youtubers Okay, who have made millions off of this platform, who sit here and brag in your face, take you on mansion tours, ride out in Lamborghinis, tell you that you're not shit because you don't have red bottoms or a Birkin bag. Jeffree Star. Y'all don't shame them. So we need to start. We need to stop that mentality of trying to make black people feel bad for wanting what's theirs, for wanting what they create, what they research, what they put out there. And the old guards are changing so much so that instagram is now doing a a, a process and and i called it out on discord i feel like it's bullshit but instagram is now willing to pay content creators because they know a lot of content creators are now leaving social media a lot of content creators are now doing what i did a year ago which was leave and create their own social media a lot of celebrities and and social media people are now creating their own discords where you got to pay to get on They're not creating their own, you know, subscription based websites, members only uh, things on YouTube, on Patreon. So a lot of people are now leaving these white spaces. Owned by white companies and they're creating their own space. And so social media is getting nervous because, again, Instagram would not be popping if it wasn't for black people doing uh, sketch comedy hair tutorials you know skits and and all types of stuff that we bring to social media that we never see anything for so now they're doing a thing that you can get paid on instagram but where i disagree with this is this instagram is putting the onus of payment on the fans so once again instagram is saying we're going to give you a platform you guys can go live on instagram and your fans can send you super chats they can send you money that's cool. But why is Instagram not willing to share some of that revenue that they've made over the years off of all these content creators, black, white, Asian, Latino alike? Why are they not willing to say, well, if you do a live stream, let's also pay you a CPM. Let's also pay your RPM. Let's pay you for how many views you get, how many shares you get. There's so many ways to break down a payment scale. On social media with these algorithms that I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna take that as a win when you're putting the onus on the fans now fans want to send money just like y'all send super chats I'm grateful and I'm humbled but at the end of the day YouTube still cuts a check you get what I'm saying so Instagram should also be cutting a check because at this point everybody's paying for some type of subscription and I know it's getting crazy trust me we got to subscribe to Peacock. We got to subscribe to Bravo. We got to subscribe to HBO Max. We got to subscribe to different YouTubers and different Patreons. I feel like I'm, sub- I'm subscribed to so many different things. It's crazy. I support so many people on Patreon on top of like just different programs, different discords that I like, you know? So I, I get it where it can be so much for people, especially if you don't have it like that and you got to pick between your favorite content creators and trying to support them. But the old guards are changing. And those black TikTokers, they need to stay on strike and do their dance moves on paid services. You want to see my dance moves? You can pay me by coming to my private Discord and paying for a membership. You can pay me for coming by coming to my private website and paying for a membership. If you're going to steal my shit, you're going to have to cut a check. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. That is the mind of an entrepreneur. That's how you use your. That's how you use, you use. That's how you use your talents to benefit you and not benefit everybody else. So I didn't mean to go on a whole tirade, but yeah, I'm very passionate about that, and I'm proud of those young brothers and sisters for understanding the game and understanding how TikTok has literally shitted on them. You know, what I'm saying uh, remove their videos, just just plate them, but then have no problem pushing all these people through their algorithm they show who they want to show and it's usually the pretty white girls who really don't have rhythm but because they're cute and they got nice bodies they're going to be pushed but the cute black girl who started the dance it's like well you just stand here in the background and just be grateful absolutely not so again like i always encourage people there's room for everybody at the table If you have a talent, you have something to share, you have a voice, you can dance, just whatever you can do, find a way to monetize it. Let that be your second hustle. So now, sorry for that rant. (laughs) I've been out here for an hour and 20 minutes. It's four o'clock. Oh my God, time is flying. Um, I still want to talk about a few more things. Did you hear about OnlyFans getting rid of adult content? Yup. I'm going to do a podcast about that probably tomorrow. Um, Yeah, I got got that coming up. We're going to talk about that as well. Um, Muchilla, what's up, sis? She says, that's right, lovely team. We know you. Uh, You know your worth. The world will know your worth. Thank you so much, sis. My discorders are in the house showing love. I appreciate that. Um, Jason Michael says, Mr. I can't check an age. Charles is back <laughs> along with Shane, Jeffrey and Tati. I wish I were surprised. Oh yeah, I told y'all they were gonna come back. They always leave for a while after, you know, crying in gray sweaters and sweatshirts and shit, but they eventually come back. They eventually come back. And Tati came back Time about she broke. I was shocked. Tati has made millions off of this platform and is broke. That's why I don't live above my means. Um, let's see here. Blank Space ten, Sentence says, women can't have anything for ourselves anymore. It's like they are trying to erase us by preventing and shaming women's natural differences and praising slash encouraging men to take our place. Hashtag Roman Empire 2.0. Mm. Mm. I see you, sis. Thank you for the super chat. Thank you. Uh, somebody says michael phelps um rhonda sent five out she says michael phelps i believe had an acro magali look it up aqua magali i don't know how you pronounce that word so some type of birth issue but either way it came out to his benefit so but thank you for the super chat uh let's see here quirky creole says t i agree with your take on shikari my issue is with the olympics is they let the trans wrestler in the women's category no insulin, but hormones are okay. Mm. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, let's see. <laughs> uh Cherie Norris Sanfiale says they also ban black swimmers with natural hair from wearing swim caps, swim caps that protect their hair. Yes, let's talk about that. That's the other Olympian that I want to hit on. I'm not gonna leave until all my points are hit on. So forgive me if this ends up being longer, but I just, I wanna hit on these points um, before I go here. Uh, Let's see, make sure I got all my notes. Okay, so the Soul cap situation. So if you guys do not know, um, Alice Dearing, she is a British swimmer, and she has been killing it, okay? So she teamed up with Soul Caps to use caps that are, that work better for natural hair because she has, like, this huge, beautiful afro. And a lot of times – let me show you her picture. Gorgeous woman. And a lot of times, unfortunately, you know, for us who have natural hair – it can be hard at times because, oh I'm sorry, I think I removed it. There we go. It can be hard at times because our hair is more puffy and it tends to grow upwards, right? Our hair doesn't grow downwards like we usually have to like straighten it to make it grow downwards. Our hair tends to grow up towards the sun, towards the sky, right? That's the best part of afro hair. So, in swimming it can be hard to get their hair underneath those type of swim caps. So she had connected with soul caps. And so she wants that used in the Olympics. And today we got word that they ruled it out of the Olympic games. So they're not going to allow soul caps to be used. And they're basically stating here, um, let me read some stuff that she said. She says some interesting things in this article. She says, okay, so Alice Daring, who last qualified to become the first black female swimmer to represent Great Britain at the Olympics has been rejected by the International Swimming Federation. The body said that the caps did not fit the natural form of the head. And to their best knowledge, the athletes competing at the international events never used, neither required caps of such size and configuration. Okay. The problem is though, only 2% of regular swimmers are even black. I'm not trying to be funny or be facetious, but most black people can't swim. I'm not saying all y'all, but I can't swim, but my little sister can. Because by the time she came around, my parents, you know, they had money. So she got swimming classes. When we were kids, we couldn't afford it. So I never got swimming classes. Till this day, I can't swim. I got a swimsuit though. I'd sit my ass in the damn jacuzzi <laughs> in the hotel, but I can't swim. Everybody knows this has been a long running joke. Yeah, all I remember mean, when I went to South Beach, what I do? I, I went into the damn ocean. The water was at my ankles. <laughs> I took some sexy pictures and ran out, okay? Meanwhile, my sister was in the ocean swimming. I can't swim. Most black people can't swim. It is what it is. So of course, there's not gonna be a lot of need for these caps ever before. It's not like there's a whole bunch of black women in the swimming competition. So you see how they do little sneaky shit? Oh, well, we don't need this. Because most of the people who swim in the Olympics are white people or white women, you know, in the the women's category. They're, They're white. Their hair is different. So those caps fit on their hair a lot more comfortably than if you have Afro hair. And she shouldn't have to perm her hair. You get what I'm saying? She shouldn't have to straighten her hair. For what? To get back in the pool and for it to, you know, go back to its natural state? That makes no sense. So I just feel like, you know, it's really sad that all of these things is happening all at once to just these wonderful women who have trained their whole life for this. So now they're rejecting that and they're saying that, you know, it's just not needed. It's, you know, it's against regulation. It's not fair to the other swimmers, but they don't need it because it doesn't affect them in the same way. I just see if this swim cap had a fan on the back that made her swim faster. There's no tricks in there. There's no, you know, it's it's not like go, go swim cat, get me to the end of the pool. If that's not what it is, it's just a swim cat. And if it's something that can make it more comfortable for her to swim, why is that an issue? So this is why I'm having issues with a lot of this stuff that the Olympics is doing. Like I said, the Shikari thing, definitely heartbreaking, but that was self-induced. This captain with uh, with Alice is not okay, you know. I think that she should have an option to wear what is comfortable for her, you know. But again, they don't want her to be comfortable because they don't want her to win. They don't like when Black folks come out of nowhere and start shattering records, you know. So it and and. Yeah, like I said, it's not all black people, you know, so don't, you know, I know most of y'all are saying, y'all. a lot of y'all saying y'all can't swim. Some people are saying they can't swim. You know, I feel no ways I can't swim. Now I put my kids in swimming lessons, you know, they can swim. I made sure that they could swim. But for me, I just, I'm just too old. I ain't got time to be, you know, in the damn kiddie pool with a damn, what's that, that little inflatable thing around my waist. Like, oh, look at me trying to swim. I'm just too old and embarrassed. So I just sit my ass on the shallow end or in the jacuzzi. Or I just if I go in the ocean, I don't go past my ankles. Okay, you gotta you gotta know what works for you. That's just me being honest. So for me, I can never be an uh, Alice. Kudos to Alice because it couldn't be me. I can't swim. So if Alice wants to put a cap on that's more comfortable for her, God bless her. You know how hard it is to swim. <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of work. It's you using your whole body. I watch people at the pool. When I go downstairs, I'm always amazed because I can't do it. So I sit there on the, on the little bench and I watch the kids who can swim. They just, you know, be going, splashing water everywhere, screaming and being loud and shit, having a good old time. And I just sit on the edge of the pool like, OK, I'm glad y'all are having fun. It's a lot of work. They come out the pool out of breath and shit. And all they're doing is, you know, it's a regular sized pool. Imagine swimming in an Olympic sized pool. That's a lot of work. So if she needs a hat that can help her. A swimming cap, excuse me. Then what is the big deal? It's like everywhere we turn, it's just black women hitting walls, hitting walls. So it's it's sad. It's very, very frustrating. Very frustrating, you know, and the fact that she got behind a black brand to make these swim caps, and they're just denouncing it is sad. And you know, as much as I would want to support this brand, I can't swim, so I don't know why I put, you know what I mean? I I don't even get in that deep in the water. So uh, so this black swim cap, unfortunately it wouldn't benefit me. Maybe I'll buy it for my sister because she can swim. Maybe she can put it on and, you know, jump in the pool, you know, but yeah, it's just, it's sad. It's sad. The things that we're going through, but you know, with that being said, um, I do want to say some good news that's going on in sports. Okay. Um, I'm very happy for this latest ruling Again, the old guards are shifting, not just on social media, but in the sports world. And right now, if you guys don't know, the NCAA, the rule changes are now being, they still have to go up to Congress, but for the most part, um, they're out of here. These student athletes, they're not going to be paid by the NCAA, but they're able to use their likeness now. They're able to get money off of YouTube and TikTok and Twitter, and they can get endorsements now. So this is going to be very interesting because the whole argument was amateurism. It's going to ruin the sport of amateurism. But is it really going to ruin the sport of amateurism? Or is it the fact that these old, I want to call the NCAA people, I feel like the the NCAA, they're masters of a plantation, it's not about amateurism. It's about the master wanting to keep the bag and use these student athletes as slaves. Because how is the NCAA president making 4 million a year? His ass ain't out there dribbling no ball. He's not taking hits. He's not risking himself getting concussions. How are these coaches walking away with 11 million dollars a year? And you got athletes going hungry or having to do dirt underneath the table just to sustain themselves. Who is the young man? His name is escaping me right now. He became a YouTuber. He was making YouTube videos on YouTube. And when they found out that he was getting huge, cause YouTube ended up monetizing him and they found he's getting money from YouTube. They took his scholarship away and told him either you quit your YouTube or you quit your career in football. And he chose to quit. Y'all can write his name down cause it's just escaped me. So, I, I'm glad that the, the old guards are changing personally. I'm going to read some super chats here. Jay sent $50. Thank you so much, Jay. Says, I love how unbiased and fair you are, a longtime fan. I've never been on the Discord before, but you make me want to try when it opens up. Meanwhile, I do enjoy just listening and learning from everyone and hook you up with that free. And hook you up with that free like off top. Thank you so much. Yes, you guys, please hook me up with a free like, <laughs> just like Sun did. Thank you for the $50 super chat. I really appreciate it. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot that's going on. I want to play y'all this video here um, about the news of the NCAA. And they're salty. The, the Supreme Court. They ruled unanimously unanimously <laughs> against their bullshit because everybody's solid for what it was. Everybody's solid for what it was. You had the plantation masters not wanting to split the bag with the quote-unquote slaves. And another thing that bothers people is it's okay to use young black men for their bodies and their athleticism. But it's not okay to have young black men making just as much money as some of these white men in power. And I believe that was their biggest fear. We don't want to see a bunch of 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22-year-olds getting paid like they do in the NBA, getting paid like the coaches, but they have no problem using their bodies and using their essence to make money. Well, now the old guards are shifting. So let me go ahead and play you guys this. Give me just a second here.
0: NCAA got skunked by a 9 to nothing vote that justices ruled that the NCAA cannot ban or limit education-related payments to college athletes. It means players can now be compensated by schools through things like postgraduate scholarships, paid internships, study abroad, computers, and musical instruments. Writing for the court, Justice Neil Gorsuch pointed out the basic inequity of collegiate sports. Those who run this enterprise profit in a different way than the student-athletes whose activities they oversee. The numbers are staggering. Division One NCAA athletics generated $10.6 billion in revenue in 2019. The president of the NCAA earns nearly $4 million per year. And annual salaries for top Division One college football coaches approach $11 million. Jenkins to the- Martin Jenkins, who played cornerback for Clemson, is one of the plaintiffs.
1: We knew everyone was making money,
4: so it was about time that somebody,
1: I mean something, move that needle a little bit forward.
0: The NCAA argued that athletes' amateur status is a key part of the appeal of collegiate sports. But Justice Brett Kavanaugh knocked that down, writing, all of the restaurants in a region cannot come together to cut cooks' wages on the theory that customers prefer to eat food from low-paid cooks. Kavanaugh, himself a high school basketball coach, declaring the NCAA's business model would be flatly illegal in almost any other industry in America. The NCAA is not above the law.
1: Fascinating reading of their decision on this. Terry Moran is live with us tonight. And Terry, this ruling, it would appear, applies only to uh, education-related payments to college students. It, it's-
3: okay, let me come back on the screen real quick. So I found out the guy's name. I couldn't think of it, but his channel is Distoring, But his name is Donald uh, De La Haye. And so this was like a big story a few years ago, but he had to quit playing college football. Because he had a YouTube channel, he got monetized and was making money. Um, you know, there's been so many stories like this of celebrities, you know, not celebrities, excuse me, student athletes just going through it where they're finding out later on they're in a video game. You know, their jerseys are some of the most sold jerseys on college campuses. You know, you got the alumni, the student fans, you have everyone supporting them during their college years and they get none of that revenue. So now that's changing. And another way that this is going to be able to help, it's going to be able to help women athletes as well. Because one thing about women is that when you're in college, you only have a short window if if you're a college athlete and you're a woman. Just like when we watch like the college uh, cheerleaders, They only have a short window. There's no professional thing that they can do after college. There's not like a professional cheerleading association, right? I mean, you may go dance for the Dallas Cowboys, but it's not the same as what they do in college with all the stunts and the tricks and all that stuff, right? So for women athletes, this is very important because as a woman, you only have a short window. And a lot of times women athletes, they don't make into the WNBA. Um, They don't really go on to play professionals just for college. And then, you know, they have babies and all that stuff. So those four years are very, very important for women athletes. So now a lot of women are going to be able to get endorsements via TikTok and, you know, social media and things like this. So this is very important for women athletes as well, which is a good thing to see. But for the men, they should definitely be compensated, you know, especially the ones who play football. You know, why shouldn't they be compensated? they're putting themselves at risk for things that could debilitate them in the future. Because, yeah, it might be easy taking hits when you're 20, 21, 22. It may not affect you as bad. But fast forward 10 years, those hits can really take a toll on your shoulders and your knees and your brains and things like that. And there's no health insurance. There's no bag to fall back on. Well, now all of that is changing. And uh, Master P's son is one of the first college athletes. Shout out to Master P and his son, um, Hersey Miller. He just signed a $2 million deal. Um, so it's it's a blessing. It's going to be a blessing to a lot of young people. Now he comes from money though. So, I mean, it's not the same as, you know, the struggling kid from Compton, but either way it's still, you know, congratulations to Hersey. He's a very good player. Very humble kid, very humble. Um, He was playing up here in Minnesota for Minnehaha. I heard nothing but good things about him. So, and I think we saw him that day when we went to Minnehaha. I did see him in the hallway. He waved, you know, really, just really nice kid. So it's just really dope to see how far he's come. So he signed to an uh, to an NAACP, uh, NAACP, sorry, a HBCU college. So let me go ahead and play you guys this video. I got so many thoughts running in my head. Give me just a second here. Make sure I still have, okay, yep, I have this here.
4: That college athletes can capitalize off their name, image, and likeness. Yeah. And bro, you already guys already yeah. secured the bag. Yeah. 2.5 million. Yeah, well, two million. Two million. The other deal uh didn't go through, but it was a two million dollar deal. And uh it's incredible. This this is gonna change the way college athletes uh um, wanna stay in school. Uh so this is a four-year deal, but I'm proud of my son. Uh, Going to HBCU. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, this is like playing in the pros now. Right. I mean, because look, today is official. Like, you can sign the paper today, right? Did you guys do it? Yeah, I, signed, I signed a deal with American App uh, Technology Company. So, like my dad said, now oh, this is a blessing. Uh, sign a deal between uh, Athlete Walden, Madonna Hogan, and Jabari Morgan. Yeah. Like, my, like I said it's a blessing now right, how does it feel to be a millionaire <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy yeah this, this is 19 years old and, but you know what he worked so hard yeah. this is this is a blessing and they say when you do right blessings will keep coming to you uh he's been doing right he's an a student And that's why this company did this because they wanted to they wanted to deal with a a, a student athlete from the hbcu and when they researched him he was the top athlete when when you pick pull up hbcu yeah. so this is incredible uh shout out to uh american app uh for believing in in him and i just think this and all the other people i just think it's gonna open the doors for so many athletes now so this is gonna be incredible now you
3: okay so let me come back on the screen so i'm just really proud of him like you know the fact that this has hit the supreme court the old guards are changing. Fuck these old folks that have been getting rich off of these black athletes for years. Okay. And that is why I, I, I always took up for LeVar Ball. And people were like, oh, you're tripping this and that. No. He was trying to set a precedence. Like, why should these people be eating off of my child? Why should they eat off of my kids' talents? They wasn't there shooting in the gym. When we were up at five o'clock in the morning, training and and working out and paying for trainers and and just doing all the stuff that he did as a father. That is why he took his son out of college and took him overseas and then brought him back and he's in the NBA now and just won rookie of the year. So shout out to him, you know? So I just, I find all of this just amazing that everything is starting to come full circle. So now let me play you this story about these two twins they're doing their thing, they just signed their first deal as well. So let me pull this story up here. Oh, where did it go? Hold on, let me see if I can find it. But it's it's these two twins and they just signed to Boost Mobile. And they're really popular, they play basketball, they're female uh, basketball athletes. Let's see if I can Google them real quick. And I was watching their story earlier, and I just thought it was so dope. Let me go through my history, try and find it that way. But yeah, they've done a really dope job as well. Here they go. I'm gonna I'm show y'all a snippet of this story. I just thought it was just really, really cool. I thought it was really cool. I just, I don't know. I just like seeing. I don't. I just like seeing the underdog win. It just, it makes me happy. I just like seeing people win and make moves and create generational wealth. I just think it's dope. Okay. Oh, it was this one. Hold on. It was a different and it was story. Just... Hold up. It was this other one that I liked it better. This other. Okay, here we go. Obviously,
1: today means college athletes have a new way to make money. They can't get paid to play, but they can sign deals to earn an income from their personal brands, as in their name, image, and likeness. The move comes after two dozen states passed laws allowing the athletes to be paid. Mola Lenghi spoke to three popular college athletes, including a pair of star twins, about what promises to be a game changer for college sports.
2: Dang, this is crazy.
1: (laughs) Just after midnight, college basketball stars Hannah and Haley Cavender found out they scored their first endorsement deal.
2: Your contract was successfully signed. Cavender twins Times, Boost Mobile.
1: <laughs> the Twins, who play for Fresno State, received a deal with the cell phone company, Boost Mobile.
2: Just this opportunity is insane, and it's just so exciting to pull him in there.
1: Now it's Hannah Cavender, who exits for Haley, player of the year in the Mountain West, stepping back, five-point game. The Twins are not just stars on the court, but but on TikTok, where they post videos for their more than 3 million followers.
2: This is something that we've been super passionate about for a couple years now, just making content and like starting our own brand. So I think it's just super exciting to see that you can obviously monetize it now.
1: The Cavenders are now among other top college athletes who are hoping to turn their popularity into profit. Under the NCAA's new policy, student athletes can earn money for things like social media posts, appearances, autograph signings, and endorsements, the policy is temporary until Congress approves a federal bill, which is now in development. What does this mean for female student-athletes?
2: It's
3: going be huge for female athletes.
1: Nicole Lauerbach is a college sports reporter at The Athletic. She says with limited opportunities for female college athletes to play professionally, the new rules will open doors.
2: This is, for a lot of them, the window where they can make the most money and that they're the most marketable. So I think you're going to see... A, them be able to cash in on that while, you know, they are associated with their college programs and they are getting those eyeballs.
0: The
1: NCAA was under increasing pressure to allow athletes to earn money, especially after the U.S. Supreme Court recently unanimously ruled the organization could not cap education-related benefits. It's like Christmas almost, you know. Washington State University football player Dallas Hobbs has been pushing the NCAA to make this move. The graphic designer and artist says he's ready to show off his work in a way he wasn't allowed to before. You know, we've never really seen what college athletes are doing off the field. And this is something that can show that. So they'll be able to show to the younger generation, hey, I no longer have to be truly an athlete. You can show that you're a businessman. You can show you're an artist. Are you concerned at all that the sport does get lost in this? I don't see um, too much concern over that. I think, if anything, it's going to be more pure because you're going to see all aspects of an athlete. Hold up, hold up. For the Cavender Twins, who, for years, have been sharpening their skills on the court and building their brand online, the opportunity to turn a profit is a whole new ballgame.
3: All right, y'all. Let me come back on the screen. So I'm glad that we at least get the end on a happy note. I know it's been so much craziness with the Olympics, but I'm really glad, you know, to see that the – that the NCAA are being called out and they've been called out for years. And I'm glad that something is being done because in no other world would this type of business model be okay, you know, and it only affected student athletes and those student athletes, blood, sweat, and tears is what made a lot of these top colleges what they were. And other students were able to make money. So let's say you were a saxophone player and you were in the band. You could make money making YouTube videos. You could go play at Carnegie Hall. You could do all types of stuff to make money while being a student. If you were a science major, you could make money doing all types of things on the side. You could have side jobs. But with the student-athletes, it's almost like they were being punished for their athleticism. The only thing that they were allowed to do was to get a a quote-unquote free education and free food and work in a state of the art facility. But it's still a job, you know, because you'd have to go to practice and still make time for classes. It's a lot of work. And, you know, I know that because I know a lot of student athletes, you know, just dealing with my brothers. They played in college, they're friends. So I've been around so many. And now that they're older and they're out of that world, it's almost like you look back at it with like almost like a bitterness or like an anger when you realize how much you've been used. You know, and then to see these men make so much money off of, especially these young people of color, I'm glad that these days are changing. Now, is it going to ruin the sport? I don't think so. But is it going to cause certain things where now your worth is going to be determined by your social media presence? Because let's keep it real. One, as a student athlete, you have to be really good, right? But that social media presence is also what's going to help. So what if it's somebody who's not as popular? Will they miss out on certain bags? Because these twins have 3 million followers, but then maybe this really good tennis player only has 1,000 followers? So I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out. But either way, I'm glad that those opportunities are there for these kids. Hopefully it doesn't get manipulated and bastardized, honey. Because we know when it comes to money... You know, there's always that aspect of corruption. But I think this should have changed a long time ago. And you know, just kudos to LeVar Ball for just always standing in his shit. And now we see LaMelo out here doing his thing, you know? So yeah, it's just been very interesting. Let me go ahead and read some of these super chats. I'm gonna go ahead and get up out of here. Trixie Wilson sent five says, Hey T, just wanted to say you look adorable. With your beautiful smile. Thank you so much, Trixie. I appreciate you coming through, sis. Um, Ronifull Sentence says, TikTok removed Patrick Cloud's video because he was praising a Black mother for successfully making her son's hair look like Goku for a school and they called it hate speech. I saw his video about that. That was such bullshit. But again, that's what we go through, you know? He does something praising black women and it's hate speech. But let, but then you have people who all they do is disrespect black women. Black women ain't shit. Black women are just what a, everything but a child of God because, you know, that's the new bag now. That's the new hustle. You know, down black women any chance you get, you'll have a bunch of followers and people co-signing it. And those videos stay up and you're praised and, you know, you get on, you know, major platforms. But somebody who's actually praising a black woman gets flagged as hate speech. You can't make this stuff up. But thank you, sis. Um, Shana Odia sent $25. She says, I need you to know that you are blessed and highly favored. What you have done with your platform and your mantle of influence is renewing the minds of millions. They can try, but they can't stop what God has for you. Wow. Thank you so much for that wonderful message, sis. I really appreciate it. You know, it means a lot to me. It does, especially like sometimes when I go out and I run into young people, like those beautiful young girls I ran into when I went out um, was the weekend before last. And they were just telling me like how I really influenced them. They have been watching me since they were in high school, and they were only like 20 and 21. So they were young enough to be my daughters. And they were just saying that they're just really happy that I'm somebody they could look up to who's able to get a bag and just build my brand without having to do things that I have to regret later on in life, you know what I'm saying? And this is not to knock anybody who's had to go a certain route, because I'm not about that, but I just like the fact that there's, like I said before, there's different types of women, right? So there's room for the OnlyFans chicks. There's room for the girls who, you know, fly to Dubai and get shitted on. There's room for them, you know what I'm saying? There's room for the girls who twerk all day on Instagram and get a bag. But there's also room for people like me, Who can talk about things outside of things that are just sexual or, you know, outside of just using my looks, I can also use my brain. So I'm glad that I was able to kind of create that avenue for women who are like, yeah, that's cool, but that's not really me. You know what I'm saying? So that means a lot because sometimes I be feeling like, damn, am I just boring? Like, am I, you know what I mean? Like, I wish I had more of like, attitude like that. Cause I do respect that. You know what I'm saying? I do respect women who just, they know who they are and they're cool with their sexuality and stuff like that. Like I have respect for that, but that's just not me. I'm just not that comfortable in my sexuality in that way. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad for women who are not like that, that, you know, there's, there's me. Hi. Hello. <laughs> so thank you so much sis for the super chat. <laughs> um, Let's see here. Uh, Alicia. Sam 499 she says, hello, T. First time catching you live. Love your content and your whole vibe. You're my homegirl, even though you don't know me. Stay blessed, sis. Thank you so much, and thank you for coming through, and I'm so happy you are able to catch me live for the first time. I really appreciate the super chat. Um, Shay with love says, did you see how they try to make creators feel bad saying Megan's Meghan, saying song was suffering? No, I didn't see that. I don't know anything about that particular topic, unfortunately. I'm going to have to research more about that. But thank you so much for the super chat. Um, Let's see here. Kiera McLeod says, you look beautiful. I love your look, especially today. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Um, Kenneth Smith says, hey, T, I want to join your Zoom, sis, LOL. Kenny, weren't you in the Discord? Do we got to pull out the hammer? You should be able to come to the Zoom if you're still on the Discord, boo. Where you being, Kenny? <laughs> Thank you so much for the super chat. <laughs> um, let's see here. Jay Renee says, hey, T, love this shirt. The girls are sitting, honey. Where did you get it from? Where did I get this shirt from? I have to look at it, make sure. Um, I probably got it online, like Forever 21. I get a lot of stuff on there. You can get stuff on there, you know, relatively cheap, you know. Sorry, it's not Versace. Trust me, it costs under $10. Wherever I got it from, it was under $10. Y'all know I'm not, I don't trick my money off on clothes like that. I'd rather trick it off on stuff that I can make money from in the future. So here's $10, cute little bodysuit. <laughs> Thank you, sis. Thank you for the super chat. Um, Let's see here. Trixie says, can you give us tea sippers your take on the tequila, tequila video, please? Um, Because of the ratchetness, of people of color YouTubers versus somebody like her. I did watch the video. We could talk about that real quick. It's almost five. I did watch the video. I posted it on my Instagram. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. She's a weirdo. I told you, that Tequila Tequila, whatever, whatever the hell you say her name, Teela Tequila. She's a weirdo. She was talking about like black women and their hair, and basically trying to say the reason why we're bald headed, nappy headed is because it was a curse in the Bible. And there are parts of the Bible that say things like that, but I don't recall them saying black women. Okay, I don't. I don't like when people take things out the Bible and they try to use it to justify, you know, their racism and their low vibration and their low vibrational energy. That's how she was doing. She was trying to just basically you know, twist the words in the Bible and use it to her benefit to come at Black women. I thought that was trash. Let me play um, some of the... I'm not going to play it all. Let me just play some of the video here. Tila Tequila.
2: Here we go. Most we, most Black women are bald, and they don't understand why. They blame it. all like, oh, we use too much chemicals for our hair, Is the glue, and too much braiding. But that's not it because, you know... I, I did, I, when I was in Hollywood, I did all kinds of stuff to my hair all the time, I bleached it, you know, and it, it's it's just not like that. It's only black women who grow bald, and let me tell you why, because let me tell you this first, uh, this verse, her, here. But if a woman has long hair, it is a glory to her, for her hair is given to her as a covering. 1 Corinthians 11, 15 So, you know, I I have such long hair and it grows so fast all the time that I'm constantly having to cut it. As y'all see, it's constantly growing. Uh, And it says it is a glory to her, not to her shame, you know, and all the black women feel,
3: you know, shame. Girl, shut up. Let me get her drunk ass off my shit. She, like I said, are those verses in the Bible? Yes. Yes. It also says y'all shouldn't eat pork and y'all eat ham sandwiches and, you know, pig balls and all types of shit. Right. So there's always things in the Bible, but she's trying to use this as an excuse to, you know, shame and belittle black women. Now, she's talking about when she cuts her hair, you know, she's done all types of stuff to her hair and her hair is fine. Your hair is not the same texture as a black woman. Our hair is more sensitive. It needs to be taken care of in a different way. You know what I'm saying? And the, the littlest bit of stress can cause our hair to break. OK, Asian people have some of the strongest hair, quote unquote, of anybody. Their hair is very straight, very blunt, you know, so you can't compare your hair texture to black women's hair texture. It's two different things. You know, I just, I don't like that. I just didn't like the fact that she was doing that. And you know what was so sad? I think the saddest, like, I expect stupid shit from her. This is the rantings of a woman who literally ushered in gay for pay. Like, let's keep it real. She ushered in the whole gay for pay. She came in on a show called Shot of Love where she was supposed to be bisexual. She didn't know she wanted to be with men or women. She ushered that in. And then she picked a woman, I believe, or was it? I don't even know who won. At the time, I don't even care. But I know it was a woman and it was a man that were left standing. So she ushered this in, only for her to come back years later and say it was the Illuminati. You know, she was never gay. It was just gay for pay. This woman has been an attention seeker. At one point, people thought that she was being a truth teller, but the more folks watched her, we just realized she's batshit crazy. So MTV made you gay for pay, but bitch, did you forget that you also dated, you know, the, the Band-Aid heiress, uh, the Johnson & Johnson girl who ended up dead? 1st don't want to talk about that. What about that curse? Because you were messing with her, the, the, John, the Johnson & Johnson heiress. But you said that MTV made you gay for pay. The girl's a whole weirdo. I could, I could, uh, I'd have to do a whole nother video about her. She's just a whole weirdo. See, a lot of this generation, they don't remember her. She's washed up and she's looking to go viral. And the easiest way to go viral is to talk shit about black women. The easiest way to build a fan base is to talk shit about black women. So she's just following the blueprint. And I'm not surprised. There's nothing cursed about black women's hair. There's nothing horrible about our hair and the things that we go through. White women get alopecia, white women deal with things, Asian women deal with things with their hair as well. So it's not just towards one race and that's sad, you know, and there's no reason that we're always like the conversations, like our hair is always the the conversation. Who cares if black women want to wear wigs? I got a wig on now and y'all have seen my real hair. My real hair is as long as this wig, but I'm not gonna put my hair through stress and mess to prove a point to strangers on the internet. For years, I wore my natural hair on camera. And for years, it was mainly black folks who would sit and troll me. And anytime they didn't like me or didn't like what I had to say, the first thing they attacked was my hair. Nappy-headed, bitch. I remember Orlando Brown clowning me to the white man, taught my my hair texture. So like I said, it's like for black women, we just can't win. I say this, wear your hair how you want to. If you want to wear an afro and you want to hear it wear wearing natural, cool. If you want to put on a wig and it could be bright orange like Shakira Richardson's hair, cool. That is our business. So Tequila, she needs to go sit the fuck down. Wherever she came from, she needs to go back there, go breastfeed your child, and go enjoy your new, heterosex, uh, your new heterosexual relationship. Because she's been an attention seeker. Now, before I go, I got to touch on this Wendy thing um, and Tabitha. Now, for y'all who don't know, Tabitha, she does a lot of the cooking videos on TikTok. She's a vegan. She makes like a lot of really dope recipes. She has like a, just a really sweet talking voice. And so she's been really propped up on social media. A lot of people really like her. They like her energy. But for some reason, honey, her energy was not, Wendy Williams is not feeling her for some strange reason. And so Tabitha came out, she's been with her husband, for, I think like, 20 years or something like that. And she basically said that she's going to retire her husband, her husband. He works for the LAPD. And so she's going to help him retire and help take care of him while he fulfills his dreams. And for some reason, that bothered the hell out of Miss Wendy Williams, honey. She was not here for it at all. Let me, okay. Oh, hold on. I need to find the clip of Wendy, I had it up here. I had so many clips, I think it, it went back down. Let me find it here. So Wendy was talking about this woman and when Tabitha replied back to her, she replied back to her just really, really classy. So I found it. Let me go ahead and pull up my screen. It was on the shade room. I'm gonna play Wendy's part first.
5: Hello, babe. Oh, she, me. Well, she's an influencer and she's saying that she's retiring her husband. He's been a police officer for 15 years, and he wants to live out his dreams. Nope. I was married to one of those. You know, I make the money and so on and so forth. Go live your dreams, buy a business, you know, stay with me, but go, go, go. You see how that turned out. I predicted this marriage is going to be on real rocky ground. In a moment. You're over here making all your money and stuff. You had me quit my job, and I can't find my live like a child. Oh, she's an influencer and she's saying that she's retiring her husband. He's been a
3: police officer. Okay, so y'all heard that. Let me play the Tabitha clip. So this was Tabitha's response to her. I'm not gonna play the whole theme, but I want y'all to hear her response.
5: Hello there, yellow brain. Very good, honey. I was up doing a little work here. That's why I got my pajamas on in my office. And then my phone started going off, like, praising people. It's like, hey, yo, Wendy Williams. Um, First of all, Wendy Williams, honey, God bless you. God bless you. Okay. Um, And so people sent me a little clip. And I said, oh, my God, the pain this woman must be in. Wendy, the pain you must be in to feel this way. And I'm so sorry. But listen, let me tell you this. Um, 23 years I've been with my husband. Yes. Uh, Broke for a very long time together. Struggled for a very long time together. Succeeded for the last couple of years together, right? Uh, My husband took a job in agreement with me. He took a job 15 years ago to help support my dream. And I know you may not know what that looks like in a genuine uh, place, right? Um, But this was an agreement that my husband and I had. And I told him 15 years ago, in five years, I'll be able to take you out of there so then you can pursue one of your dreams that you love. Right now, I was his dog in the fight, okay? And he believed in me. And we did it together for the last 15 years. I did every year with him at LAPD. And he did every year with me with rejection and no's. In this entertainment industry right however god has blessed me he has allowed me to manifest i've been praying on this for a very long time and it has now come to pass that is the power of god it's also the power of allowing god to be first in your marriage okay um and that is how it remains successful we keep him first he is first in our marriage not money not business, not success, but God, he's first, okay? Um, So this is my prayer for you. Uh, I pray that love finds you, true love. I pray it finds you and it holds you tight. I pray that someone will love you enough to see you, to see you when you are not well, to see you when you need true support, to see you when you need compassion, to see you when you need kindness. I pray that somebody loves you enough to sacrifice their life for you. I pray that type of love finds you so that you can understand why. I don't want my husband to put his life on the line anymore wearing a bulletproof vest if you don't have to. And if that's not his desire.
3: All right, let me come back on the screen here. She talked for about five minutes, but she made some good points. So I wanna say this, what I did not respect about that situation with Wendy, Wendy was doing a lot of projecting, okay? She literally painted a whole picture in her head of what she thought Tabitha Brown and her husband's relationship was. If Tabitha Brown wants to give up everything for her husband that she's been with for years, that is their marital. That is their marital business. At the end of the day, Wendy, you were married to a man for twenty years, who treated you like shit behind the scenes. You know, had a whole affair on you for at least the past ten years. Had a whole side chick, so much so that side chick got pregnant not once but twice. That's how much he did not respect you or y'all's union. And you're literally projecting everything that you went through in your marriage onto somebody else. And that's totally unfair. I think Wendy still has a lot of healing that she needs to do. You know, I don't want to say that it's bitterness. I think it's more hurt. And I get it. You know, I get it. I've been there before. But at what point do you let that hurt go and stop projecting that onto other women, onto other people's situations? Because again, I can see if this was a situation where it's a new couple or a young couple, you know, like we told the girl that called in that day when we did our first chat and she was talking about her boyfriend and, you know, should she wait by him until he figures his stuff out. And I said, it's okay to support him, but give yourself a time limit. You are 20, I think she's like 22 years old. You don't want to support somebody So much so to the point where you lose yourself and you turn around and it's now 10 years from now and you're 32 and you have nothing to show for this whole time you've been in this relationship. So I can see if it was one of those situations where you're talking to a younger girl and you're telling her not to lose herself. This is a grown woman who's been with her husband for years. This isn't her baby daddy. This isn't, you know, just some fly by night. This is her husband. So while he was taking care of their family, putting his life on the line, being LAPD, and she was running to auditions and getting rejections and things like that, they were still supporting each other because that's what you do in a union. You don't go out and cheat and have side babies. You don't leave that person because they're not where they need to be financially because you never know what may happen years from now. So Hollywood didn't work for her, but guess what? She's been able to make a second life for herself via TikTok via social media. So I think the fact that she came back at Wendy with love and facts instead of, because you know, most people would have been, this my moment, let me pop, like Jocelyn Hernandez, all that rah-rah shit, being super ratchet, cussing, all that stuff. She came back at her and read her for the Christian (laughs) filth. Had God, brought God in the conversation and just basically talked honestly, because I think that's what it is wendy's not happy right now she's lonely she's doing all these weird ass 20 year old antics like she's in her 20s running behind ray J, you know being seen with all these different guys as opposed to just taking time out for herself so i think tabitha's response was spot on i didn't agree with that i just thought it was just so ugly like it's not like she's saying she's leaving her whole career and is not working anymore. And is just going to sit at home and take care of this man. Like, I just thought that was silly that she was so triggered by that. You know, just because that's your situation, your situation does that does not mean that that's everybody else's situation, especially when you're on the outside looking in, you don't know what goes on in their marital household. And that's the problem. Like she said, they're going to be fine because their relationship is not based on money. It's not based on fame. It's based on God, putting God first and then everything else fell into place. So I loved it. I loved her response. Very classy. Um, let me read these last few super chats. I've been on here now for two hours. We had over 10,000 people in here. This has been an amazing stream. Um, not too many interruptions. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Uh, let's see here. Crying Weedy says the Richardson situation is sad, but we as a community need to stop aiding unhealthy coping mechanisms and encourage actual psychological help, such as seeking grief counselors. Wow. That's very true. That is very true. Because, yeah, everybody came out with the excuses, you know, for that. But, yeah, we we also have to keep in mind that there's other coping me- mechanisms besides turning to drugs and alcohol. So thank you so much for that. Uh, let's see here. CHP Inc. sent 20, says, Peace Queen, listening to you as I drive to Alabama. Okay, that's what's up. Road trip. Says, I believe Shikari's going through her humiliation ritual. Didn't her mother pass a few days before this and she became a phenomenon? something to think about peace and love. It might be, you never know, but I hope that she eventually is able to bounce back from this and is able to make it in future Olympics. So it's gonna gonna be a waiting game. You know, it's gonna be interesting to see where she goes from here with all of this. So thank you so much for the super chat. Um, Mona Monet says, thanks for bringing this to our attention. This is really sad, love and blessings. You are more than welcome. And um, thank you so much for watching. Uh, Sierra Parker says, this is Miss Parker. Oh, okay. Miss Parker, not a Friday, LOL. You're from the Discord. Okay, what's up, sis? She says, congratulations on all your accomplishments. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Thanks for coming through. Uh, DW1081 says, we need to create our own Black Olympics with Black athletes and Black funding and have games in the U.S. and in other Black countries. Wow. That would be dope. You know, that would be dope. But can we do it? That's going to be the key. How long have we been saying that we need to have our own black you know, sports team owners and our own black sports team? Now, Ice Cube is trying to do a little something with the big three. But, yeah, if, if all the black athletes were to leave the NFL and NBA and go to like, you know, how we had the Negro Leagues back in the day, that would definitely just shatter. You know, that, that would definitely put a wrench in the whole system. But a lot of people are not willing to sacrifice their bag to do that. So, But that would be dope, though, to have an all-Black Olympics. So thank you. Uh, Cindy says, hey, T, I can't stay. I will cast a playback. Just wanted to show you some love. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Um, Angie, Hair be- uh, Angie Hair Beast says, Wendy is miserable and throwing herself at everyone lately. The brat just had to check her. Love you, T. Yeah, I saw that video. Of her. She was almost offended that the brat wasn't attracted to her and didn't want her. That's what I'm saying. Like her antics lately have just been weird. Like she acts like she's 20. You're, you're, she's always, I'm a woman of a particular age. You're in your fifties. Like stop trying to throw it at people who don't want it. It is not that serious. So I thought that video was like really cringy. I'm glad the brat shut her down. Uh, Jade Osa says, Wendy sounds very bitter. She's transferring her frustrations to the wrong person it's a pity. Awesome live stream tea. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you're able to join me today. Um, Blank Space says, what's your thoughts? Did you hear about the trans beauty pageant winner? In my opinion, if I had thousands of surgery, I'd be a beauty queen winner too. Not fair to natural born girls competing. Thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate it. Chat, I have no thoughts, but thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, Jared Unknown says, T, you're truly a blessing to my life. I'm grateful to God. I'm grateful that God created you on this earth. This sounds a bit much, but keep being you, lovely, beautiful, um, my favorite YouTuber. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, and thank you for that awesome comment. Um, GD, I think it stands for godly woman. She said 1999, and she says, you are amazing. Thank you so much, sis. Um." You know, like I said, I don't want to too much touch on certain things because, again, you can't have an opinion and just speak honestly, respectfully without people trying to, you know, phobic shame you. So I've just learned to just shut my mouth when it comes to certain things. But, um, you know, y'all can talk about it. Uh, Let's see here. Princess Peach sent $14.99. She says, love you, T. I appreciate everything you do. You're the best. I'm going to DR, but not for a BBL. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the people on the plane coming from the DR, that was crazy. But, you know, again, it's just, once again, women's bodies being picked apart because in the same breath, we'll try and shame women for getting things done to themselves, which I feel like as long as you're doing it the legal route, you're not having somebody inject you with a bunch of damn cement and shit like that, and you're paying for it, if that's what you want to do, if that's what makes you feel better, so be it. Because until I start seeing women who look natural, who don't have big old breast implants and big old fake asses. You know, until I start seeing more natural women be the standard of beauty again, I'm not mad that so many women are running towards plastic surgery. They just want to compete too. So it's up to society to change the standard of beauty. Once they change that and they stop putting fakeness as the ideal standard of beauty, then you won't have women running to go get their bodies done. So, you know, regardless if you're going to go get a BBL or not, I'm not mad at you. You do what makes you happy. Um, You know, and again, like I said, that's why we're kind of in this situation with those other Olympians I was talking about earlier, because there's like this picture image of what women are supposed to be. So when you have women who look more masculine, you know, who have PCOS and have beards and stuff, people want to denounce them as women when they're more women than the ones who are, you know, saying, you know, who are like, drag queens or whatever, you know, pretending to be women, you know, drag queens, they put on clothing and hair and stuff like that. So I just think that that's the sad part is that there's so many different ways to be a woman. So you guys on that note, um, I think I've got most of the super chats. I apologize if I missed any, but this has been a good stream. It's been over two hours. I don't want to sit on here much longer. Um, Dancehall Pink, this is the last one. She says, been watching your live since the pandemic i'm a truck driver for fedex you keep my day going keep up the good work oh thank you so much sis and i'm so happy you know i'm saying that my videos help a lot of my truck drivers and that's what really helped me get into podcasting because i was getting so many truck drivers telling me keep putting your stuff on the podcast you know because we can't watch your videos so it feels good to be able to listen so thank you guys for just encouraging me to stick to podcasting and create the content on anchor and on spotify i really appreciate it so you guys on that note thank you everybody for joining me i hope you guys enjoyed this stream i hope i was able to break all this stuff down because i was kind of nervous on how to cover it with so many different angles and so many different things going on but i think everything made sense Um, so once again thank you guys for supporting me and we'll be doing another uh green tea room meeting soon just follow me on the app to be notified for the next time that I go live. So talk to y'all later. Have a good day. Bye.